And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Doing the scream exercise, make sure you use our old buddy, Mr. Wild Smile. I'll demonstrate once more. To the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November eighth. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? Got my Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey yo, hey, hey yo. yo, the international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lielis. Friends. Mm-hmm. And last, certainly not least, making the magic happen, Super Producer JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Apologies for the delayed start. I guess you got some driveway work going on over there, JD. Is that what's happening? Oh, yes. The construction continues. Mm. Uh, uh, so much this week is going to be uh, a lot of noise in this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put, put those leaf blowers to shame. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe if you haven't already to No Dunks on YouTube. Like the video, comment, share the show. Christmas, too, is right around the corner. I think we're less than 50 days out from Christmas, uh, if I have that right, which sounds insane. But I can't think of a better stocking stuffer gift than a a No Dunks t-shirt or mug or some shorts. So go over to nodunks.com. Yeah, get Mm. yourself a hoodie like JD's (laughs) repping there. That one is available. I also have on the no breaks, like uh, sort of F1 style. This was like a limited run, if I have that mm. uh, correctly. So That's you right. Can't buy, you can't even buy this one. You can just admire it. So <laughs> and maybe we'll bring it back for the holidays. Feast knows, your eyes you know. on this sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so go to nodunks.com. Get your gear. Okay. Mondays, always action-packed. We got our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But first, we had another Friday night wedgie. This has become a bit of common happenstance here for the uh, No Dunks crew Ooh. on a Monday morning, showing you a wedgie from Friday night. Yeah, a rare Ooh. one. The uh, the oop wedgie from Mo Bamba. Tass, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on an oop wedgie even happening before. I guess it maybe has, but... Yeah, not a, an alley-oop to a layup was Mo Bamba's trying to lay it in. We've had, like, thunder wedgies on an alley-oop, like, trying <laughs> to actually throw it in. I think DeAndre Jordan had one once upon a time. But yeah, Obama, it's like he was trying to do it on purpose there. Crazy. So six on the season, decent pace right now. That's good. At least having one on the weekend is uh, always nice to start a Monday here with. I do have a question before we get into the actual NBA weekend winners and losers. Is daylight savings time a winner or a loser of the weekend? Especially for you dads out there. <laughs> Trey, are you a fan? Because, you know, here in Atlanta, sun's out earlier. It's great. Uh, or I hate it because maybe, yeah, dogs and kids and all that. What do you think? Oh, it's a tale of two halves, G.E. Skeets. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love it in the morning, seeing some sunlight, feeling like the rooster should be crowing just outside my door. Much easier to wake up when it's sunny. Mm-hmm. 
But then when it's four o'clock and it's pitch black outside, that's a bummer. (laughs) In general, though, uh, I'm here for it. I love a time change. Love to go through the house, find all the clocks. You know, you never realize how many clocks you have until it's daylight savings time or a time change. So, yeah, there's so many different ways to change a clock. Here. <laughs> I really thought you were going with that. Yeah, I, I thought I had something else there, but then I was like, I don't think anybody wants to hear how easy it was to change the clock in my 2005 Toyota Highlander, but it was very easy. Oh, okay, that's good to know. Uh, yeah, how was... Uh... How was your Sunday morning, I guess, Lee, with the kids? Were they up at the crack of dawn? Yeah, but they're always kind of up at all sorts of crazy hours, so it doesn't really make too much of a difference. The only thing is, like, in the Nissan Leaf that I've got, you just switch a button, it says daylight saving on or off, and boom, it's done. But then you go to the microwave, and then you've got the stove, and they've got a different system. The microwave, you've got to press clock, then you've got to press time, then you've got to wait for it to say AM or PM, yep. and then you've got to press clock again. Trey, you're, you're right. like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then the, but the stove yep. is basically just clock, and then you punch in the time, the clock again, and it's done. So the uh, yeah, Do you, you know, uh, like to make sure the the uh, the stove and the microwave are like damn near identical when it comes yeah. to the time? Yeah. So and I. one of them, I think it's the microwave, it, there's a lag because every probably month I have to bump it up a couple of extra minutes because yeah. it's like that one's slow. The stove is the more accurate time, but I can see the microwave first because it's more prominent there. So in the morning, sometimes I'll look and I'll say, oh, we're on time. And then I'll like, oh, no, we're not. I'll look at my phone. Oh, we're five minutes late. So then, yeah. Oh, what a what a life, man. What yeah. a world we live is in. This, Crazy. Is this better or worse than talking about the weather? I can't decide. I think it might be worse. But all right. Worse. Easily. I'm yeah. worse. Well, I know some international, uh, especially stream team viewers are like, this sucks. Because of where they are in the world, it mean you know it could be an hour later for them, and it's already late in some parts of the world where you guys are joining us. So uh, you mm-hmm. know that, that's not good. I saw some people very confused why we were uh, extra late. I guess in their minds, this morning. Oh, DST, that did it. Well, here we are, 10 a.m. Eastern still for your boys. Okay, <laughs> let's get to winners of the NBA weekend. Uh, Leah wants you to get us started because you had a juicy one for us. Who's your big uh, yeah. winner of the weekend? So I'm going to try something a little bit different for uh, today, and I'm going to go with our first top five from the season. Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. Top five from the season? I, I, I just wanted the NBA weekend, man. Where are you going with this? Well, I, I just mean top five, our first top five of the season. Oh, That's what I meant. Yeah, I don't think we've had one so far. Okay. Uh, what a crazy day we've got to go on here. Anyway, because so Saturday night was actually a great slate of games. There was so much going on there. Yep. And so I was trying to pick a winner. I thought, oh, this is a winner. Then that's a winner. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll try to, because Saturday night, it's a bit like the Friday night. Sometimes gets a little bit overlooked, especially when you have so many crazy games that happened yesterday. Another great day of basketball. So I'm going to start, though, on Saturday night. With uh, Now, this is not necessarily uh, plays or games. It's moments or things we were talking about, storylines. Well, yeah, I'm trying something different. Who knows if it's going to work, but what the hell? Um, And I'm going to start with the late game because this one was way more about the storylines than the contest because apparently all Damian Lillard really needed to break loose was seeing his old sparring partner, Russell Westbrook. Those two have a great history and a great rivalry, and it always seems to go, uh, you know, one step further. Lillard only had 25 points and six assists, shot the ball pretty well by his standards, 
four this season. Mm -hmm. It was an old-fashioned blowout, but what added to that was Westbrook had an absolute stinker in this one. One for 13 from the field. Anthony Davis, he just decided, you know what, I've had enough. He left as well. He had an upset stomach. That's like when I used to throw a sickie when I was like in primary school. Dad, I'm feeling sick, you know. But Dad would always say, actually, you're going to school. So it doesn't really work in that sense. He had a but, top uh, five pukes, though. He puked five times. I thought it was four. <laughs> no, it was four pregame, one oh. in game. Rank the pukes. That's, here's, my, that's here, for, my, here's my top five segment. Anthony Davis's pukes from Saturday night. Number five. Go ahead. Well, uh, anyway... Pretty much even before the end of the game, West Brick and Vogel were trending, I think, worldwide as well. The uh, Lakers fans are looking for some scapegoats. we got plenty early into this season. Okay. Uh, at number four, from the uh, late tip-off to the early tip-off, really fun game here uh, turned into between the Nuggets and the Rockets. Rockets led this one with five minutes to go. Then Aaron Gordon hits a couple of threes late. The yep. second one was a was a wild sort of swing for the fences bomb. He knocked it in, then he was doing the old head bob. Yeah, that was my shot. That was my shot. It, was, uh, it went in, so it's great. And then the Rockets actually had a chance. It was a one-point Denver lead. The Rockets had a chance. Eric Gordon drives in the lane really nice, finds Jay Sean Tate, who comes in and then check out this block from Nikola Jokic here. He just it's it's just an old fashioned whack. (laughs) Look look at it, look at it. Just like thumps at it. Could have easily blocks it on the way up. Yeah. 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 I mean you know high risk sort of strategy there, but he got the block and uh and the Nuggets win that game. They hang on. So that was a very uh fun contest down the stretch. And then the other game, another game, great battle between probably the two best teams from each conference right now, the Miami Heat and the Utah Jazz down there in Miami. Tight first half, and the Heat basically opened this one up. Six, a 19-point lead, six minutes to go, and then the Jazz just not started knocking in threes. Mitchell hit a couple of bombs. Mike Conley hit some bombs, and the Jazz actually got it to within a point with 10 seconds to go. Uh, then Donovan Mitchell actually missed a three, and, uh, and the Heat went on to win by three. Tyler Hero, another incredible game by him. Missed the free throw crucially late, though. Hit that second one, though, which uh, preserved the lead there for the Jazz. But the, the actual quality of this game was really good. The execution from both teams, really, really high-level stuff. Both teams shot the ball well. Kyle Lowry with the big triple-double there, Skeetsy. I don't know uh, how much of it you saw of this one. I watched the that Kyle entire Lowry. game. That was, to me, oh, one yeah. of the best games from the weekend. There were a lot of great yeah. games on, you're right. Um, and I know you're going to get to uh, number two and one on your list here, even just from I Saturday. Am. But it I was. Am. The Jazz Heat was a great game. He was, he was pretty yep. instrumental, of course. <laughs> Uh, and number two, it is the rematch between the Bulls and the Sixers, a game which Philadelphia, I think, had control of for most of the night. Got close to the end there, but then Joel Embiid hit a game-sealing three and then topped it off with this beautiful trolling of the Chicago Bulls crowd here. Just a little wave here, just like now. Small wave. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And anyway. then he's like, what, what, what? what? Oh, sorry. I'm Bye. waving to you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the Chicago Bulls came back late in this one and nearly stole it, but it was George Niang, the Niang gangbang, uh, that hit the big three and then Embiid with the step back three. And, and even, I think Trey, even though his team lost, I think he actually enjoyed all parts of this uh, sort of, well, maybe not the end of the final score, but... I didn't enjoy when Joel Embiid punched Lonzo Ball oh, in the head and didn't oh, get even a flagrant for it. Another call Joel Embiid is getting. They're protecting this guy too much. I'm kidding. This guy absolutely kills the Bulls. 30-15 and 15 on Saturday. 9-0 and 0 right now against the Chicago Bulls in his career. I don't mind Embiid destroying them, but Furkan Korkmaz? Are you kidding me? He has eight career games in the NBA with five or more three-pointers. Two of them came this week against the Bulls. Wow. It's time for the Furkanator. (laughs) Get him out of here. 
some of those shots he was hitting were just ridiculous as well, like covered, and he was just stepping back and knocking down the three. Also, we had a play early on. Off the backboard, Lonzo and Zach Levine, gorgeous execution. Russell Westbrook would not approve that early on. A little bit of show. <laughs> he wouldn't care for that when the score uh, was 4-2 to two after yeah, it. Yeah, um, okay. and uh, Nikola Vucevic had a chance for his patented late-game three twice, really. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had two wide-open threes. One was with the mm. Bulls up one with about five minutes left a miss another one down five with about 36 seconds left my sister happens to be in town she doesn't watch a ton of basketball this was her first time uh seeing the new look balls and after vooch missed that three under a minute she goes this guy keeps missing (laughs) i was like kenzie that's the story of the season right now uh nikola vucevic the new carlos boozer uh for the chicago bulls he piles up the numbers, shooting mid-range jumpers and threes. He gets rebounds because he's the tallest guy out there, and he gets blamed for everything. <laughs> and one! Well, I was just going to say that Embiid, uh, you know, nearly decapitating Lonzo Ball was reminiscent of, wasn't it Boozer? Boozer? <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. Destroying a ref with like a celebration punch, not really knowing someone was behind him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what, though, with that whole thing, like he really, he really punched his hair in the yeah. end, yeah. I guess. If I were to play a game against Trey Kirby and I punched him in the beard. Am I throwing a punch or no? Uh, I think yes, only because I feel like we've seen James Harden get calls when he goes into the lane, kind of like chin first. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Gets bopped a little. They'll call it. So uh, the nose is part of the face and the beard is obviously part of the face. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, It was accidental in Embiid's case. Yeah, totally. He got a T for it. It I think think that was kind of right. They're like, we can't really throw him out for that, but we can't just ignore it either. So uh, he was trying to hug everyone and everyone was friendly with it as yeah. well so okay so that's it number two so we'll give it yeah. number one we know well what it, it has to be luca's game winning three against the boston celtics uh look look at this play oh here God. now there's some things that lead up to this really that boston have to wonder about what happened because yeah. uh the celtics should have technically at least given them a chance for the last possession though there were 16 seconds left on the game clock only 10 on the shot clock and they had a foul to give and marcus smart took it way too soon which all that ultimately did was give the Mavericks a chance to run the clock down and take that last shot. And he, and he took it and he knocked it in. And then also on that possession, Marcus Smart picks up Doncic as he did prior when he took the, uh, when he took the foul. But then he just basically goes off him so easily and Josh Richardson is ended up, ends up guarding him. And then Smart comes over and Williams is there as well and they sort of triple team him. But why wouldn't you double Luca earlier in that position Especially when earlier this year, I think it was, uh, it was technically this calendar yep. year when yep. Luca actually hit a step back three against the Mavericks when the t- scores were tied and won the game with 0.1 tenth of a second to go. So I think this was bad communication defensively from the Boston Celtics to so just give the Mavericks that extra five seconds to, to run the shot clock down. Incredible shot from Luca, incredible game winner. But uh, Boston probably look at this one and just think we didn't need to foul then, even though, you know, the foul to give. You use that because you don't want the guy to get into his rhythm. Fine. Yeah. But he took it too soon, Marcus. I think Smart. Udoka said the plan was to not use it either. And that, Is that right? You, yeah. can't yeah. Use, you can't use no. it because then you just give yeah. them extra time. So when, yeah. when would you use it? With six or seven seconds left? Well, if you're going to use it, if you're going to use it, I would, I would, uh, you know, wait until at least then if Luke is getting into the paint or he's getting closer yeah. before the he gets The plan was to not there. use it, and that yeah. was not relayed to Smart, or he, he just botched it. That was it horrendous. And, yeah. they, I mean, yeah. they, they gave them a... 
a shot. They, they gave him a timeout, essentially. Yeah. And, and, and uh, planned to beat him. <laughs> Marcus Smart, too, an incredible <laughs> defender. Huge, yeah, and huge he, but he just because right Porzingis came up to set the pick, and Marcus Smart just walked back with Porzingis there, uh, which surprised me. I thought, well, Marcus Smart should be on Doncic anyway. He wasn't. Richardson Doncic. plays Doncic as sort of well as you can yeah, on the play. Like, he just, does, what but an unbelievable shot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was. But Smart, that's his guy. I mean, that's what yeah. Marcus Smart should have been doing. Anyway, uh, great three point game winning buzzer beater. Great celebration. Uh, fantastic game there in Dallas. So. Those are my top five moments from uh, Saturday Night Saturday basketball. Night, okay, yeah. I couldn't remember what your top five list <laughs> oh, was, but it yeah. all makes sense now. Hey, you got there. I like it. You took us through a very uh, entertaining uh, Saturday, and we had other games that were great uh, on Friday night and then on Sunday there as well. So, Tass, who do you have for a winner of the weekend? You got a list for us? You going to do your pukes? Or, uh, yeah, you got here, here is here. the second top five of the season. Now, we're just going to go to one basketball team. It was a great weekend. Friday through Sunday, yep. and it was an incredible weekend for the seven and four Cleveland Cavaliers. No one expecting this team to make the postseason. And there's not a lot of spotlight on this team. There's no superstars on this team. It's a small market. I get it. But for me, I can get behind this team. It's an easy team to get behind because there's just a lot of guys that work together. It's a bit of a, you know, like the little engine that could for me. I, I, I get pumped to watch them play. And they won a game in Toronto on Friday where they led for only five seconds of the game, which is nuts. The last five seconds, the Raptors <laughs> led for 47-55. Yeah, to win a game, you have to win. You have to be leading at the end. And they did that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's time. Yeah, five seconds left. Darius Garland hit two free throws to give the Cavs the lead. OG Ananobi had a real nice shot, got into the lane, a little step back, sort of leaner leaning back on Jared Allen. He had space. He just missed. And then Scotty Barnes, who has a nose for the ball, timed it so perfectly to get the tip in, uh, but just wasn't there. Just didn't have enough. Maybe it's because it was his first game back, but... Yes, Skeets, I hear you moaning. It looked like oh, that was the game I mean, winner right Look, there. it took me flashbacks to game one against the Cavaliers yeah. in the in the playoffs when uh, the Raps had like eight tips, it felt like, and they couldn't uh, execute it and get one to drop. But yeah. Um, what do you think about the foul call on Darius Garland there? Like the trip there uh, where he sort of – I don't even know who they ended up giving that foul to. Was it OG or Van I Fleet? think it was uh, OG, and yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was the right call. You had to see it, for, I think, from the yeah. cam above – was the only good camera angle, but it was a swipe. It was a nice sweep of the leg right. to me. Uh, but it's hard. It was hard to see for sure. The first couple angles, the replay, yeah. The, fir- think, the first in, in real time, it was like what? Yeah, you got it. Like that does not look like a foul, especially this season. But you're right. I think in seeing the replays, uh, maybe more warranted. Yeah, definitely. Raps fans upset about the whistle, and we'll get to that in a, in a sec. Uh, but the Cavs win that game, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday they go to Madison Square Garden versus the Knicks, and they got a special performance. From Ricky Rubio. Ridiculous. He hasn't ever done this before. A career-high 37, or he was off-balance, hitting shots. And he had 26 in the second half, mainly because Colin Sexton, their starter, got injured in the first half. And so Rubio inserted into the second half. 13 of 19 overall. 8 of 9 from 3. Rick Rubio. Uh, Rick! Yeah, the man in his 30s, he just doesn't do this kind of thing. He had 10 assists. Of course he does that. But 31 minutes, 37 points. So you may think, Ricky Rubio, 37. They win a game in the last five seconds. Maybe this is just a lucky team. Is this team a flash in the pan? Uh, But I don't think so. I don't think lucky teams win on the road like this over and over and over again. They lead the league in road wins with five. They're five and three on the road, only two and one at home. So they've really road-heavy schedule. Now they're coming home. 
And uh, I feel like all of them, they're sort of working together. They're, they're just jiving right now. I think all these guys are kind of unappreciated players, like Jared Allen, when he signed that five for $100 million, had a lot of people in the WhatsApp group saying, Ooh, five for hundred for that guy. Well, he is worth every penny. I think rookie Evan Mobley kind of fits into that mold too. But you know, he does stuff on the defensive end. He's got twenty six points against the the, the the Knicks on Sunday. Don't even notice it really. Eleven of fifteen shooting, a ridiculous He's five awesome. assists. Awesome! I is. can't believe this guy's a rookie. I, I mean, I had some fun on Twitter because I heard Simmons' uh, podcast a couple weeks ago, and like they were making comparisons with Mobley to like young Kevin Garnett. And young Akeem Olajuwon, and there was Anthony Davis comparison. Anthony Davis, excuse me, comparisons in there as well. And it's like, okay, well, relax. The guy played like five games at this point, but I mean, he's a he is amazing. I don't think he's on that level with those guys yet. That's a ridiculous. But I just can't believe he's a rookie out there. He's like twenty six points. Like, don't gloss over that. You're right, Tass. I mean, maybe people are, but like, the guy's known for a defensive big. But this guy's like handles the ball and nice little drop-off passes inside to Jared Allen. They already have a great connection, those two Giants. I'm blown away every time I watch this guy play, especially, you know, seeing him in the Raptors game there too. So he's like, he in a really talented rookie class here, what it appears to be, he's sort of running away to me with rookie of the year because he seems like he just, like, I don't know, you don't even like throw at the numbers even. He just appears to be a much more confident player than what usually a rookie looks like, in my opinion. Yeah, I like well, the five assists. That's huge. Yeah. Uh, making plays out of the short roll and just handling the ball, like you're saying, Skeets. Lowry Markkinen's been out of the lineup for the Cavs. A little bit more space out there, and it's looking good. Uh, Mobley clearly is the rookie of the year right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens the next six months of the season. Yeah, yeah Mobley is... Awesome, especially on the defense end, him and Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that, you know, you get switched on to, to Evan Mobley, you think, as a guard, well, I'll take him. You can't. Uh, he is so quick with his feet. He's so good on the offensive end. The guy does it all. I think him and Jared Allen, they're sort of benefiting from this physicality that's not being called. This is the one team that starts two seven-footers. The Raps complained on Friday that uh, they lost the free-throw battle 19th to nine and maybe yeah they get a bit of a benefit just because they're huge so it, it, it helps out um if any if anybody if anybody benefits i think it is the Cavs to some degree but they're just awesome defensively and go go even further down the list i mentioned darius garland hitting those free throws another underappreciated guy played with usa basketball this year uh the good article uh, by kelsey russo on the athletic about him being sort of the vocal leader in that Raps game where they were down for 47 minutes and 55 seconds. A Cavs team in the in the last couple of years would not have won this game. But they've got sort of older, young guys. Guys with some old souls and Garland, I think, and Jared Allen. And guys who pull each other together. And then, of course, Rick Rubio um, oh. with no no Sexton out there. That's, that's where I thought this team uh, had a chance to, to be in the playoffs. And then Ricky Rubio, as I said in the... Uh, in the offseason, would have a chance at an all-star game, only if Colin Sexton was out. Uh, But all those guys I mentioned could be an all-star, and I'm not joking around now. Now it's getting serious. I don't think think Ricky Rubio by any means is a lock, but I put it out there on Twitter, and I asked, this team is 7-4. They're going home now. If this team is 4-5-6 in the Eastern Conference, they could easily have one all-star. So I asked the people, who would it be? Would it be Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio, Colin Sexton? 
I don't think it's going to be Evan Mobley as a rook. I just don't think that's going to happen. But it's 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 a tough one. And mm-hmm. people out there thought Jared Allen, even despite it coming right after the Ricky Rubio game, I thought recency <laughs> bias would be huge for Rubio. But he is coming off the bench most of the time. So people thought Jared Allen, 40% of the people out there voted for Allen, 39 for Rubio. And then Garland and uh, Sexton splitting the rest of it. So I think it's a tough one. But who who is the most valuable cap? It's kind of hard That's to tough. say. Yeah. That's why I yeah. thought he would Rubio would kind of be in that D'Angelo Russell role from a couple of years ago with the Nets. You know, playing with Joe Harris and Jared Allen, and uh, they picked D'Angelo Russell just sort of as, you know, you're the best player, I guess. Uh, but all these guys are just they're just solid. And so I'm looking forward to this four game homestand. They get the Wiz first at seven and four. This what they. I think they're going to win the East. Oh just my kidding. goodness! Just kidding. I mean, just the kidding. Cavaliers did start eight and seven, if I remember correctly, last year. Like it was a good start. Nine and eight, like, I think. It was a nine and eight. Okay, yeah, yeah. they were about five hundred. <laughs> you know, twenty games in, or approximately yeah. twenty games in, and uh, you know, then of course, what they end with twenty two wins or something. Not yeah, a lot I mean, of wins. Not a lot of wins. But you know, I think they're a different team this year, and I think Mobley is a huge part. I mean, he has to be on that poll, in my opinion. Like, do any of these guys make the All Star game? It's still probably far fetched, but he would be on there above probably a Sexton at the very least, who hasn't had an incredible year. If you call this, though, Tass, this will be your greatest prediction of all time. Yeah, I think <laughs> Like, so, if Ricky yeah. Rubio legit makes the All-Star game for the with the Cleveland Cavaliers in year 10, off the bench for the most part, like, that would be your greatest prediction ever. I almost want it to happen. Like, I was beaming ear-to-ear watching Ricky Rubio splash three after three in MSG going... Oh my God! What does Tass know? Is Tass like Biff Tanner somehow? This is the yeah, guy who said back? Bryn Forbes was the best under the radar signing, <laughs> heading into the last season. Then he outscored Jimmy Butler in the it's playoff crazy. series. What does he it's know? It's crazy. He's got yeah. the he's got the almanac. I'm convinced. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they. I thought they would deal Colin Sexton by this point, and Ricky Rubio would be the starter with all these solid right. players. I just believe in the makeup and and as Trey mentioned, no Larry Markin right now. Kevin Love is out. Isaac Okoro is out. Uh, but it doesn't really matter. I, uh, JB and his bicker staff are just putting together guys who <laughs> want to play. And, and you said, you said Skeets, I'll correct myself. You're right, eight and seven, and then right, okay. they went on a bad run. They finished 22 <laughs> and 50. So it's that 14 and 33, 14 and 43 the rest of the way. No, I'm not good. Yeah, at well, that, that, that was bad. also because Andre Drummond was playing almost too well for them, and they were That's like, true. "Hang on a minute, uh, we don't want to win here." So uh, I think that was part of it. They were sort of playing such good basketball. They were like, "We want a high draft pick." Turns out. That they got a great Good one move. in Evan Mobley. There, <laughs> yeah, 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 smart, smart. Yeah. All and right. that's why the GMs remember picked him as the best player in five years. Didn't pick him for rookie of the year, but they said maybe a big guy will take longer to develop. But yeah. month one, he's going to be rookie of the month. Do, do they have rookie of the months for October? I guess not. They didn't uh, announce it. I haven't. I haven't. They didn't heard announce it. it. Yeah, I guess <clears throat> not. I mean, it's only what they start the season. When do we start? <laughs> yeah, like a week and a half, maybe. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's up with the Knicks defense, though? Knicks defense is not looking good. 26th right now, and it just seems like the guards against the Knicks can basically get anywhere because, you know, they've subbed in Kemba Walker and Evan Fournier. Not necessarily lights-out defenders. Their offense is a lot better this year. But I would have to imagine Tom Thibodeau doesn't like trading defense for offense. And you can see the Knicks, they got bing-bonged again. Lost my man TK. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. he's Here glitched we out. Come on, but uh, we yeah. got what he was saying. Come on, Big Tips is happening. Oh, but he's yeah. really frozen. 
Yes, get to did. the uh, we'll get to the Knicks a bit later because they had a weird old weekend. Uh, the New York Knicks, incredible one night, and then uh, yeah, yesterday. They're, they're, I think it's just that now the expectations make it a little bit tougher for the Knicks to play at home. They're uh, two and three at home. Those fans after that opening night are like uh, their expectations are so high though. Now there's a little bit more pressure, I think, because yeah. uh, that was a great win by Cleveland yesterday. And Ricky Rubio, I mean, you mentioned the eight of nine threes. That's always been his Achilles heel, his consistent shooting. But that shot yesterday just looked perfect. It looked beautiful. They were swishing through just like any other normal high percentage shooter. But you just know with Ricky, it's going to dra- uh, tail off at some point this season because he's just not consistent enough. Yeah, I was uh, a TK's back. I was joking on Twitter that yesterday's Knicks-Cavs game, they were playing for a spot on no dunks for a winner of the weekend. Like, if the Knicks win that game <laughs> against Cleveland, yeah. they're an obvious winner of the weekend after that monster comeback on Friday night against the Bucks. But instead, uh, Cleveland goes 2-0, and and they get the honors there from uh, Tass Mello, especially with Rubio going off. All right, TK, you're back, baby. What do you got for a winner of the weekend? I had an intro here, Skeets, but I'm a little mm. nervous, so I'm just going to say it really quickly. JD, <laughs> roll that beautiful beef footage. Please, please! <laughs> Rashawn Holmes had 20 rebounds. That's a king-sized beef. That's a lot of roast beef, which is rebounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First big beef of Rashawn Holmes' career. Also had 23 points, so his first 2020 game of his career. Also the first Kings beef since... Who? 2016 was the year. It's been a while. This man beefed often. That's right. DeMarcus Cousins had a lot of 20 Mm. rebound games, but sixth big beef of the season overall, which means we're right on pace with the wedgies for 54. Love to see Mm. that. This was part of a huge Kings win Friday night. They beat the Hornets 140 to 10. Kings very close to being named winners themselves. Couldn't quite pull off the comeback against the Pacers. And for all the Pacers fans out there tuning in, this was their first win in Sacramento since 2018. So there's something nice for you about the Pacers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big blowouts on Friday. Kings beat the Hornets by 30. The Wizards had a big win we'll get to. And the Warriors beat the Pelicans by 46. I feel like we had a weekend like this early in the season last year where there were just suddenly three 30-point blowouts in a night. Which is why it was good that Saturday night happened and we actually had some close games. That's true. That's true. Well, let's get to the Wizards because they're a winner of the weekend for sure. Um, and we won't ask Lee to talk about them because we know how he feels. Uh, <laughs> they beat the Grizzlies and the Bucks, though. That's great. Uh, and Beal, Lee, I know you like Beal, so maybe you're happy about this. He had his best game, I'd say, of the, of the short season here on Sunday. 30 points on 22 shots. Chipped in eight assists. He did have six turnovers. You don't like to see that. But in terms of scoring the ball, that's pretty efficient. And this bench right now... Uh, they contributed in that game against the Bucks, but it's Avdia, Montrezl Harrell, Neto. Those guys, those three guys coming off the bench, they play a lot of minutes. Like, he has eight guys right now until junior where he plays over 20 minutes. He'll be able to get some most. He's the superstar. And then they give, like, 10 to Holiday, 10 to Kispert, and that's the rotation. And, man, it is uh, pretty impressive. They're missing guys, too. Uh, obviously, no Bertons there, uh, who is out with an injury now. Rui Hachimura. I don't think he's played at all this season. Uh, he has stuff maybe going on off the court. And, uh, excuse me, who's their big guy that they're missing? Uh, Thomas Bryant mm-hmm. uh, with injury too. But here they are, Kuzma doing the dirty work. 
Like I said, Beal had a good game. And Lee, you tried to say a nice thing about them on Friday's Drop Podcast. You did a piss-poor job, if I'm being honest. <laughs> you fired up the Wizards fans even more. But they had a good weekend here, and they are 7-3 and three here through 10 games, which is surprising to a lot of people, I, I would admit. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, what I've said about the Wizards is they've got the pretty solid veterans across the board there. You know, they've got the star in Bradley Beal, but I also just don't think they're top four in the Eastern Conference. I think they're playoff material at their best, but that's about it. I think they're probably first round material. I, I, I don't think they're going to get any further than that. I don't put them past, and some teams aren't playing all that well right now, but like the Bucks, for example, not playing all that well. I don't think they're better than them. I don't think they're better than Philadelphia, uh, Brooklyn, Chicago even right now. So that's all I'm saying about Washington. It's like it's it's probably a better season than last season, but it's not. You know, I mean, let's not get too carried away right now. You know, that's all. Sure. Uh, but listen, they they turned Westbrook's con- like, let me that pull Westbrook down my field. pants and take a big crap over the Wizards' perfect weekend <laughs> when my shitty Wi-Fi struggles to keep up. Oh, I know, I know. What yeah. a what a crazy day this is here. Ah, uh, but look, they, why they do you got keep saying it's that- a crazy day? It's not, it's not really know, that crazy. It feels crazy. It's daylight saving. I'm all over the place. Uh, I can't handle it. Um, but look, getting rid of Westbrook's deal was fantastic because. They've got the they've got the guys like Kuzma and KCP and Montrez is always that like I'll prove these other teams for letting me go that they made the wrong decision and they're playing like that you know mm-hmm. yesterday's game was a weird one they started off real hot Bucks came back and then the and then the Wizards hung on to win at the end so that's all they need to do is just keep on winning and keep on making life difficult but I I just don't I still not convinced that they're top four in the Eastern Conference. That's all. Well, they're top that 10. Makes me a hater. Did you see Stat Muse's tweet? They're top 10. The Wizards nope. are in record points. points <laughs> Rebounds, blocks, threes, offensive rating, defensive rating, net rating, field goal percentage defense, and three-point percentage defense. And then Stat Muse tweeted, after all of that, unfortunately, none of their players are averaging a triple-double. <laughs> oh my god got him Jesus the shade uh, thrown from this stat music account yeah, Russell Westbrook I mean, stat news is more than just numbers these uh, days no doubt I more like, like stat memes but uh they're right they held the Grizzlies to 35% and the Bucks to 39% basically they traded triple doubles for five guys who will try on defense and mm-hmm. it seems to be working at least early in the season especially because Beal hasn't really been playing that well yet he shot better than 58 percent from the field in both of these wins over the yep. weekend which is good had his second 30 point game of the season which is also nice uh so as he continues to improve just a deep team uh right now with a star at the top so they should at least be in the play-in to playoff mix yeah. okay who- i'm Go looking ahead, forward though. to a wednesday they're going to Cleveland. Those two teams are sort of equal right now to me in, in right. the tiers of, of the Eastern Conference. They would be in the sort of the tier, yeah, fighting to get in. The Wizards, the Raps, the Hornets, and the Celtics, I think, are in that tier. The, I don't know about these Atlanta Hawks. But anyways, the Cavs 7-4 and four against the, uh, the Wiz 7-3. and three. That makes, uh, makes for you know, some excitement down there. The East is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Lee, who do you believe in more? Their hot start, the Cavs at 7-4, and four, the Wizards at 7-3? and three? <sighs> the It's a great question. It's a great okay. question. Yeah, I, I, I think, uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think the um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think the vet the veterans on the Wizards is, is probably a little more sustainable because uh, you know Evan Mobley has been fantastic, but he potentially will hit the rookie wall at some point. And uh, Jared Allen, I mean, if you can keep him out of the paint, then he may not be as effective. Although he banked in a great three against the Raptors there on Friday night, uh, and again we just saw this hot start from Cleveland last year before it tailed off. So I think the Wizards veterans are. Uh, you know, more likely to at least sustain it, I suppose. Yeah. There we go. I got something out of him. There you go, Washington. <laughs> he believes in them more than the Cavaliers. Okay. Uh, a couple mini winners of the weekend here before we take our first break, and then we'll get to losers of the NBA weekend. Uh, Otto Porter, Otto Man, hit three threes during a 40-second sequence for the Warriors. Yes, he plays for the Warriors. Some of you may not know that. Uh, late in the first half of Sunday's game. Another win for Golden State here. Jordan Poole. Starting to look like that finals MVP that he's going to be. Uh, he's gone for 31, 26, and 25 now in his past three games after a very, very slow start. Warriors have the league's best net rating at plus 13, league's best record at 8-1. and one. Now, I will say, schedule has been kind to them. They're in the middle of an eight-game homestand right now, Just sort of weird. But they opened the season with two wins over the Lakers and Clippers. Obviously, you know, solid teams. They've played the Kings, beat them, OKC twice. Hornets, Pelicans, and Rockets. Their only loss was an overtime defeat to the Grizzlies uh, back near the end of October. So, not the craziest schedule there, I think we would all admit, but awesome at 8-1. and one. And Anthony Slater wrote about the Otto Porter. This was pretty important because foul trouble was like, had bit them in this game. A lot of guys have been to the bench, wobbling a bit, danger of losing the lead, but Porter just pops off there, and suddenly it's a double-digit cushion while Curry and Green are resting. Uh you know, just a incredible shooting from a lot of these guys, Tass, on the Warriors. And I didn't think they'd be eight and one. I don't care how easy the schedule maybe looks. That's fantastic. And this is with no clay, of course. Steve Kerr is like a, a kid with a, a new video game system. He's pushing all the right buttons. Well, I was gonna say when I watch my godson play video games, he pushes all the wrong buttons. What's, what's up with him? He's well, he's sick, a kid, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he should he know how to know play how to a video play. game well, system. Not right away. You got to learn. But anyway, keep anyway. going. <laughs> uh, kids learn like that. Uh, well, anyway, I kick his ass at Mario Kart, so he's not that good. Yeah, wow, there's no buttons in Mario Kart. It's a freaking joystick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly. But you got to use that R1 or whatever it is to get off those jumps, That's right. Right? That's right? People don't know about that. I keep telling Danielle to use it. She's like, Nah, I don't want the boost. Yeah. Yeah, you you're not going to beat me. Anyway, uh, you're not going to beat my little guy, my little ghost guy. What's his name? What? My what do you mean? Your character? Yeah, my little ghost man. <laughs> uh, he's not Boo. Not um, King Boo. Oh, what is the little okay, one Okay, whatever. Not King Boo. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Push, Steve Kerr is pushing the right buttons. He's got not only uh, Auto Porter, but we're talking about Gary Payton the second. And it was, is he going to keep playing? Well, he's like the dive man. He's playing like a center out there on alley-oops and stuff. Anthony Slater outlined this perfectly. Gary Payton II is a guard who plays defensively. He's a specialized player. Comes in to strip guys at the end of quarters. But now he's playing basically with four centers out there. Uh, and he goes and gets alley-oops and they're running plays for him. It's pretty cool. And Otto Porter, yeah, five threes in 18 minutes in that game. That bench, Nemanja Bialica, Jordan Poole is going to be there eventually when Clay comes back. Mm -hmm. They got Damian Lee and uh, Gary Payton and Otto Porter, there's a connection to the Magic I know you want to get to, Skeets. Otto Porter was on the Magic last year. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Part of the <laughs> oh, Vucevic. It's easy to forget yeah. about Otto Porter. Otto man. <laughs> um, was it Shy Guy? 
It was shy guy. 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 Always be there. Okay. Nice one. Okay. Good. Good job, Andy. That's the character that Tass is destroying his wife with. He's fast. Super fast. Zipper. Lee, do you ever play Mario Kart? I have to ask. Uh, not for a while, no, but I'm probably going to get back into it now with a uh, nine-year-old uh, hankering Here for a, uh, what's it called, a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've sort of resigned myself to the fact that it's video games time again in the house, so okay. I have to brush up. Who was your favorite character back in the uh, day? No idea. I, I wasn't really big into it. I used to play a lot of the bar, just NBA Jam yes. or, uh, you know, NBA Live. Okay. Uh, wasn't a big Mario head, so... Okay. I just wanted to know if you use the big guys or the small guys, but you don't you don't even remember. I, I, I honestly couldn't even remember when the last time I played Mario Kart. Probably not in the two thousands. Probably late nineteen nineties was the last wow. time I played. Okay, <laughs> that's a while. Uh trade you do you are you a big guy or a small guy or a medium guy when it comes to Mario Kart? I always choose Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do like Waluigi. I, pr- I prefer a generally heavier guy. I want the uh the big time top speed into like a bump the shy guys out yeah, of the way yeah. it's yeah. nice yeah it's nice <laughs> just just slow acceleration out of the block <laughs> way right. slow way slow yeah. uh cole anthony let's give him a winner of the weekend he scored 10 of his career best 33 in the fourth quarter to help the magic beat the jazz uh 107 100 maybe a little hangover there from the jazz game night prior against the miami heat where they came back made it interesting but yeah they fall to orlando here he was awesome hit 13 of his 20 shots five of his 10 threes and then had another just classic walk-off interview where he is staring into our souls at home <laughs> dropping just facts on facts that uh was that dante or galante i can never remember uh who was doing the interview test help me out was i think it it's dante? a dante was that dante i think yeah. i think you're right uh oh where's galante <laughs> do you use delante or dante or galante <laughs> when you play mario kart uh, but cole anthony just uh you know we've We've seen this from him before, both on the court and off the court. This guy is a must-watch television. I know, Tass, you were tweeting that video, and it was getting a lot of uh, a lot of clicks because it's pretty damn funny. He's a hilarious guy. This guy's a performer. Yeah, he was, he was just he was just working the camera. I mean, he wasn't wasn't really listening to Dante. I guess he sort of was. He was just looking at the camera, saying facts, 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 Dante, facts. Not sure what your name is, but facts. Uh, yeah, he was Dante, killing. People it. are saying, yes. yeah, he was it killing. was it was like a Magic Johnson tweet though as well. He's like, shout out to Mo Bamba, yeah. shout out to my team, <laughs> shout out to the Magic. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, RJ Hampton everyone. played well in this. Yeah, RJ, you shout out. Train, I love yeah. to see. We love RJ Hampton ever yeah. since uh, talking to him on a on a Top Shot. <laughs> Seems like a good guy. Yeah, we like him. Like uh, and Wendell Carter had a good game for them too, and and Mo Bamba as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good win. I know a bit of a schedule loss maybe for Utah, but. Who cares? Cole Anthony is yeah, but coming exciting. off coming off a uh, loss the night before though you know they're, they're not there to just say all right who cares we'll mail this one in and Cole Anthony earned that in that last quarter he yeah. he, he went at Gobert as well and hit a, a big floater or not a floater but a, a you know a pull up jumper mid ranger over him I mean he won that game for Orlando he deserved that it was just uh, it was just a bit. Honestly, a bit creepy the way that he was staring oh, into I the camera. It. <laughs> it was like a wrestler yeah. cutting a promo for us. National yeah. Treasure says FL Warrior. Do a deep dive of his post game interviews. Yeah, mm. get a. How, could we put together a good top five Cole Anthony interview moments? I don't know if we have five, but uh, I bet it's close. Even well, his like uh, his draft was pretty exciting because yeah. Spike Lee was there in attendance and he started uh, you know he started celebrating when Cole Anthony got drafted. So maybe that'll have to be our third top five of the season. 
<laughs> Jesus. Well, I'd like to do top five Mario Kart characters, actually. Maybe I could slip that in before we get to the Cole Anthony one. Um, finally, Tass, you got a little mini one you want to throw in here for a winner of the weekend. Yeah, why not? Uh, Phoenix Suns, Frank Kaminsky. He's smart because he told us so. Uh, he's... Uh, He's filling in a little bit because DeAndre Ayton is out with a sore leg for the Phoenix Suns. So two games, Frank's gotten some minutes. He's scored 17 and 16 in those games where he had some significant minutes. And this was his quote after the most recent win over the Hawks. He said, quote, I'm not the most athletic guy in the world. I don't think that's a secret. But I've always been able to affect the game with my mind and how I see things. It's always been a strength of mine. Just love that quote. I'm smart and that's how I score buddy uh so yeah he's ball he's balling a bit out there frank the tank frank the tank getting a little mini winner of the weekend people forget frank the tank is a walking bucket (laughs) (laughs) uses it all with his mind so he's scoring we gotta take our first break let's take our first break when we come back losers of the weekend trey what do you got this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, let's get to losers of the NBA weekend. Tass, why don't you get us started? Who's a big loser? The Los Angeles Lakers. They're now 5-5. Five and five. They've lost two in a row, and they lost to Portland by 15 on Saturday. And Lee mentioned it earlier. It's a blowout. It wasn't even close. Now, they've got worries. Anthony Davis left that game. He's got a sprained thumb that he's playing with, and he puked five times. That's a bit of a worry, but that's not even their biggest worry. Russell Westbrook, rough night. One for 13 against Portland, couple air balls, six turnovers. But he's playing a lot better than that in general. That's not their biggest worry. Their biggest worry is LeBron James. He's missed the last two games with an abdominal strain. The Lakers said he'd be out a week, meaning he could come back this week, approximately. They they just threw it out there at least a week. That's what they threw out there. But that seems to be careful wording by the Lakers. Because if you look into it a little bit further, this abdominal strain could last longer. And Lakers' former head strength and conditioning coach, Tim DeFrancesca, was interviewed by Bill Oram of The Athletic. And he said those injuries usually last more like four to six weeks. It's, it's a two, three-week minimum. And LeBron obviously is a superhero physically. Uh, but one week is not going to happen. So he is going to be out more than just into this week. It should be next week, the week after. It could be the week after. And it's hard not to think of, if you guys remember, 
His first year in LA where he finished the year with a groin strain, knocked him out for 17 straight games. And there was just, you know, the, the idea there that they weren't really in the, you know, they're dropping out of the playoffs. So they missed the playoffs. So maybe they just sat him out. So maybe that could come into play here. He would come back earlier, but they, the same sort of attitude could also come into play. Hey, it's November. We could just wait it out a little bit longer. So can they hold up without LeBron? Are they going to drop out of the playoff picture with the way they're playing? Because they're they're not really playing with intensity. You've got Dwight and Melo calling him out. Not a lot of effort. It's not a lot of effort happening on this Lakers team. And Frank Vogel says we can't run the defense we want to run because guys are doubling, but they just don't come back after the double they're not scrambling enough so we've had to pull back on those doubles so many injuries not even the ones i mentioned ariza the, just the depth there the young guys Taylor horton tucker kendrick Nunn haven't played a minute and then lebron uh, so uh i don't know what the worry scale is for you guys but i'm sort of it's inching a little bit higher considering anthony davis could miss games uh with the thumb not the vomits, the thumb. And then it's just the Russell Westbrook-led team, uh, generally with a lot of injuries. Trey, what's your uh, worry level? I feel like I left a candle lit at my house and went out for a fun <laughs> evening of doing events because I'm a little worried as well, Tess, especially because of the ab strain. And ab strain, the first one I think of is Chris Bosh against the Indiana Pacers years ago. I don't know why that one comes up, but that kept him out for quite some time. And it can linger a while because, as uh, Francesco mentions in that article, this is the sort of thing that you aggravate quite a bit. Like, for instance, on a massive tomahawk dunk, which LeBron is known for. So I would be a little nervous about that because right now, like you said, Tass, they are a Russell Westbrook team. And you would much rather be a Westbrook team at the end of the season than at the beginning of the season. Because Bill Aram dropped um, three crazy sentences about this game against the Portland Trailblazers. Here they are. You can find them at The Athletic. Westbrook shot just one of 13 from the field and committed six turnovers. That's an okay sentence. He just had a bad game. Westbrook also airballed a 16-footer, airballed a pull-up jumper, and failed to hit the rim on a driving layup. Getting worse. Mm -hmm. Final sentence. At one point, he muffed two shots at the rim on a single possession, eventually committing a turnover before he could commit the third. That's bad. That's uh, just getting worse and worse and worse. They need Anthony Davis to take over this team. This needs to be an Anthony Davis team if they're going to keep pace in the Western Conference. Otherwise, you're waiting to adjust to playing alongside Westbrook. I think uh, Frank Vogel calling out the doubles on guards is a nice way of calling out Russell Westbrook for not being super engaged defensively and giving those second efforts after a double team. So uh, to me right now, the Lakers are a little bit where the Wizards were this early in the season last year, where you're like, uh-oh, this is looking bad. Surely things will improve as LeBron gets back and as they adjust to Westbrook. But in the Western Conference, you could lose some spots, and that's exactly what happened to the Lakers last year. They ended up in a much tougher first-round matchup than they were anticipating. LeBron and AD both miss a little time. Season over. Yep. Five and five for the Lakers right now. A lot of this is fine comments in the stream team, <laughs> uh, alluding to the fantastic meme. Um, yeah, it's not great right now. And uh, some pointing of the fingers definitely going on with this team. And who knows how LeBron is out. Lee, let's keep it moving, though. Who you got for a loser of the weekend? I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks because uh, they also had a pretty rough weekend that started at home Friday night against the Knicks. They were up big. They're up 21 points, and it looked like, okay, the Bucks are, are going to flex their muscles here. They have only won one home game this season. That was opening night against the Brooklyn Nets. But then the Knicks stormed back and not only won this game, 
They were themselves up by 20 at one point. I think the final margin was 15 points here. And the Bucks just looked really bad in that second half. The Knicks just, just pounded the, uh, pounded Milwaukee at home. So you think, okay, that's one of those losses. A 20-point, uh, you know, you blow a 20-point lead. That happens in the NBA. Every team can have that. But then yesterday against the Washington Wizards, another chance for the Bucks to sort of get back on top. They're going, in fact, I think today to meet the uh, president, Joe Biden. They're going to the White House. That's right. You'd think they'd maybe uh, feel like, okay, we're in a good mood. We're going to go out there and get a win. Start off bad. They do get back into this one. This one wasn't a blowout by any means, but Milwaukee lost again. Now, they sort of have some built-in excuses here because Chris Middleton's out right now with coronavirus, so who knows exactly how long he'll be out. He's been vaccinated, so I expect once he can test negative, uh, I think within about a 24 to 48-hour window, he can probably return, but we don't know when that's coming back. But Brook Lopez is a concern for them because he's been out with this mysterious back injury, and they're not really saying when they're expecting him back, and I think that's a big part of the reason why their defense has really fallen off this season. They're just missing his presence there. So, look... Drew Holiday did come back this week, uh, so that helps them. And they've had Giannis out there. So anytime you have Giannis on the court, you're not that shorthanded. You've still got, you know, the, one of the most dominant players in the game today. But the Bucks right now are not playing very well. And they're only 4-6, and 1-4 and four at home, as I mentioned. They only had one home win, which was that very convincing victory uh, on opening night. And since then, it feels like basically Brooke, Chris, Drew, and Giannis have barely played together since that moment. So I think... Again, early in the season, they've got plenty of time to recover and overcome what's happened to them to start with. But, uh, you know, and Bobby Portis, I should say, as well, came back. So they're not, you know, the injuries are, 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 are a factor, but they're not the whole reason there. They're just not playing very well at either end of the floor. So uh, I expect they'll be better. They'll probably finish top two or three in the Eastern Conference, but uh, things aren't going all that well for the Bucks right now. Yeah, I guess it was at the end of last week, right, Tass, where we were asking each other, are you worried about the Milwaukee Bucks and their slow start because they have all these injuries uh, built into maybe an excuse? But, you know, it continued over the weekend where they didn't look all that great. The Knicks game was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird to see a team up 20 and basically lose by 20 uh, in the end because New York just went on an insane run. But are you, you know, are you, um, what level of worried would you be? You left the oven on at home? Uh, mm. While you're out doing events with friends, as Trey said, <laughs> I love doing events with my friends. <laughs> Never heard somebody say it like that. Uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about the Bucks, Tass? Are yeah. you, have you cranked it up at all here? A little bit, yeah. I think last week I was, let's say, in terms of worry level, I was late for my flight. Um, but now <laughs> right, I think right. my tummy is a little bit upset while Uh-oh. I'm also late for my flight. I think it's oh. combining because I think Yanis really misses Brook Lopez behind him. They've always played together, and Brook Lopez's importance on defense is it's been pretty prominent. And now they're trying to fill it in with Giannis at the five. It's it's just not his not his bag for an entire game while he has to carry an offense or Bobby Portis. And I think Brook back there is really really important. It's just the way that they've played. Uh, I think Giannis just likes the the familiarity of all that. So it's it's. Not necessarily a worry because of their roster makeup, but because of their injuries. And Middleton will help us. I mean, they're missing. But yeah, those those two really key guys. And Drew Holiday yeah. was missing for a long time. So now they're relying on a bunch of different guys. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, they, they should be fine. Because, uh, yeah, the Sixers are doing a great job, and we'll get to more of them. And, but the Nets aren't really running away with anything at this point. So I think they'll be all right to be up towards the top of the conference when all is said and done. 
What was the most extreme worry on our worried scale? It was your daughter was dating a, a guy with a motorcycle or something? I think so. <laughs> was that right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to remember them all. <laughs> it feels uh, like that. A guy on a motorbike showed up and took my daughter out to events. <laughs> <laughs> Picking her up for the local events, huh? I'm a little worried offensively for the Bucks as well. They've scored under 100 in four of their last five games. A lot of that is probably because Middleton and Drew Holiday have both missed at least some of those games and you know the perimeter players after those two aren't necessarily creators so it's hard to get really worried about the Bucks as defending champions who win 60 games year in and year out but they're certainly sputtering to start the year <laughs> sorry uh, still with the just saying uh, they have motorcycles on this plan <laughs> Whoa. Uh, all right Trey <laughs> losers <laughs> of the NBA weekend what do you got oh, a couple of great bloops from the events this weekend our first of the bloopers James Harden against the Pistons on Friday uh, he kind of mishandles the ball here it looks like it's going to be a backcourt violation but <laughs> You definitely got to grab the ball in the backcourt for it to be a backcourt violation. People were calling this James Harden glitched. Did he just forget the rule? Did he think it was going out of bounds? What was the deal there? Yeah. Go ahead, Lee. Uh, he just didn't see the piston. It was at uh, Stewart, wasn't it? I think on his tail there. City Bay, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Bay. Yeah. Bay. And uh, yeah, he, <laughs> I don't know how he didn't see him, though. Like, he. Um, I mean, second look here. Beautiful stuff yeah. here on, on the stream team. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the Harden but, stands are going to be upset with this, though. Yeah. Uh, Given yeah. him a lose the weekend, he actually had a good game. He had a good game. Are winning. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. glitching. Yeah, he glitched on Sunday against the Raptors, too. Twice. Twi- yeah. I just, <laughs> a I didn't second get the glitch. Ball, yeah. Balling yeah. up. Balling up on the defensive end. They, the Nets grab a rebound, you know, like normal. Ball given to James Harden, and he just sat there with the ball, like, out for anyone to grab like he was handing out candy at halloween he knew that there were raptors circling him but right. he, they just gave the ball away it's like something just shuts off uh get the poll up who glitched harder in the last 48 hours trey's wi-fi lee's wi-fi or james harden <laughs> <laughs> the human <laughs> i wish mine was wi-fi skeets i'm plugged in here i think oh, uh, i think boy. we got too many uh too many streams going on as i mentioned my sister is in town uh doing some online events it appears <laughs> hey Kenzie, turn the canva off i messaged her i messaged her and i said hey hey are you online she said yeah, do you need me to get off? I said, well, I'm lagging, and the stream team is dunking on me. I'm looking like a loser of the weekend here. <laughs> she said, I'll get off. I will get off. I like this suggestion from Ziggy, though. Just kick it, man. <laughs> just, kick, <laughs> just kick it out of bounds. Yeah. That's only Good. one bloop, however. This, to me, was actually my favorite bloop of the weekend. Michael Porter Jr. on Saturday against the Houston Rockets. Wide open breakaway layup. Oh Maybe a dunk. God. What? <laughs> This looked like a guy I played basketball with named Tom Michelson. Sorry, Tom Michelson, oh, but this gosh. guy could not finish a layup. And that would look like MPJ's legs did not look like they were working. We're talking about yeah. Brooke Lopez with a bad back. This looked like a Michael Porter Jr. with a bad back. I don't know about y'all. Which was worse, the Harden glitch or the MPJ botch? What do you think, Lee? Well, the Harden one because the Pistons went in and scored immediately from it. You know, like it was just clear laziness but so was Michael Porter Jr. because he just drops his head and then trots back I mean uh, if I'm a coach I would be furious with my player 
for just like, ah, oh, yeah, I botched that and I'm not going to get back and try to make up for it. Like, I mean, he kind of is hobbling, <laughs> uh, maybe, but that's weak source. You want to run that out. Who was it from the uh, Spurs? I can't remember from early in the season who got cut. Greg Popovich L- cut him. Lucas Samanic. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So uh, we've seen that. But, but James Harden, for those who don't like his uh, defensive effort at times, this was just fuel to that fire because he was just like, nah. I'm not even going to try here. And, uh, and yeah, I was watching that, that Raptors game yesterday and there was twice where he was like close to center court, largely at fault for a turnover and basically was the last person to get over the halfway line as well there. He just, there are times where Harden does that slappy behind the back or that half-hearted jump to try to block the ball when he's just like, nah, not this time. Sorry, fellas, I'm not defending. All right, final loser of the weekend, at least in terms of like of a big one here. I think Tassie got a mini one to slip in, but... The Hornets have to get a loser of the weekend if we're looking at teams. Uh, they lost both their games over the uh, you know over the weekend, of course, one forty to one ten in Sacramento, huh? And then they lost one twenty to one hundred six versus the Clippers. So after this very hot start to their season, everybody going crazy about the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, we love them. They're the league pass darling. Oh my God, they can do no wrong. Their losing streak is now up to four games, and they've lost their last three by an average of 22 points. And I will say, Lee, last night's loss particularly painful because they trailed by two points entering the fourth. They started the quarter on a great run, 15-4, to before LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward checked into the game. And then from that point on, the Hornets gave up, Hornets gave up a 27-4 to run with those two guys going scoreless down the stretch, which was weird. And then after the game, LaMelo was asked from uh, Ben Golliver about James Borrego's rotations. And he, I guess he wasn't happy. He just had a weird quote. He said, quote, I feel like I've got to be in there longer for the fourth quarter. You feel me? I feel like I came in a little late in the game. If not, I feel like we could just let the squad go that was going. So again, he's like, maybe I should have been in there earlier, but then, hey, they were doing well with that 15 to four run. Maybe like last week where he couldn't stop talking about Ish Smith and saying, no, that's fine. Like, let them let him cook. If we win the game, we win the game. This is LaMelo Ball saying this last week. Uh, he's saying, you know, like, just don't pull me back in. Anyway, really strange. And again, the Hornets, after a really, really strong start, are are floundering here a little bit late. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is going to make their weekend even worse, but I was working the trade machine because uh, they desperately, uh, I've mentioned this a lot, they're, they're just way too small inside or, or just not effective when right. you got Plumlee and Richards in there. They, They're dead now, last in defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, and, and again, you saw Rashawn Holmes have the, the beef against them as well. Like, they just can't sort of get a stop, and teams score too easily against them. If you're going to have no interior presence, then you've got to stop people on the perimeter, and they're not able to do that either. So... Tough. I'd, uh, yeah, the, that, the old trade machine, once it gets you in there, you know, you get sort of caught up in what makes a deal work. But... This, that's the toughest thing. Like, what <laughs> you make well, it what? sound like once you fire up the train machine, you accidentally traded your youngest son. For like, well, bang, the thing is, I'm like, damn. I've, I've been <laughs> down that path before. Hollinger so... says plus four wins in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it, it's so hard to find what a deal like could happen, who's available, who could be available, and then in turn what you have to give up to get said piece. Now, obviously, Lamelo Ball and Bridges are completely off the table. I don't think the Hornets trade them at all. I think everyone else is. I think you could get Gordon Hayward. I, I think that's that's gettable. He's got that big contract. Rozier as well, you'd be able to give up him. So what do you get in return? Now, Mo Bamba didn't get a contract extension there from the Magic, but he's actually been playing pretty well. I don't think they're going to give up him unless, again, why would they unless they get back something 
super quality in return. Miles Turner, if that relationship has come to a sort of coming to a conclusion there with Indiana, same thing. What has Charlotte really got that makes Indiana go, yeah, okay, yeah, well, we'll give you we'll give you him. So this is the tough thing for the Hornets. There's just not a lot of available big guys that they can go and get that they've got in return to be able to, you know, entice somebody. And that's going to be a huge problem because uh, they had Zeller last year. He's now in Portland and they replaced him with Plumlee. It's like for like. There's not really any change. In fact, you'd probably like almost take like. Zeller. Well, you'd probably always wait, keep Zeller. Wait for wait? What did you <laughs> no, and they had Bismack as well. At least they had sort of some athleticism there. They don't really have that at the moment. But PJ so. Washington is hurt, I believe, right? Yeah, he's hurt, he but even there, he's, their center, is their Exactly. Center. He's only 6'7 as well. They just need, again, they need sort of rim protection, rim de- rim deterrence at mm-hmm. least. Uh, they don't have any of that right now, and uh, and that's a problem. So I, I couldn't come up with a deal that's, <laughs> you know, realistically possible. Okay. But right. if, if if the Pacers say, listen, okay, we're going to move on from Miles Turner, right. but it's going to cost Ooh. you two first-round picks plus, you know, whatever can make it work, maybe there's something there. But again, I just don't even think that that's likely to happen. So they're in trouble there, Charlotte, for sure. Yeah, and we'll get to them a little bit later in our pick because they're still on their West Coast swang. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they're hanging out in L.A. and they're going to face the Lakers and... Who the heck knows who's going to win that game? It's a tough pick for all of us. Oh, this isn't pick. bad. I mean, could they make a a move for Precious Achua from the Raps? Hmm. Hmm. Who are you trying to steal? Who are you trying yeah, to steal? Yeah, who would the Raptors want? I don't him? know. I don't know. I just, uh, I think he could be had. Let me put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. Precious play. <laughs> I'm trying to look for a big man named Terrence so I could make a joke on Lee's rim deterrence, as he said. <laughs> uh, maybe there's, but no, Terrence Ross, Terrence Jones ain't around. <laughs> bring him back. Where are you at, Terrence Jones? Yeah, Terrence Cummings? Okay. Terrence People Cummings. are saying Boucher as well. Mm. Yeah, Terrence. Boucher, Cummings. that's been extremely disappointing in Toronto. Very yeah, talented dude, yeah. He's yeah. out of the rotation right now. I mean, he could be pushed out of the rotation. We uh, they, they need some defense there, whether they just like uh, ramp it up themselves, Lee, or make a move and get, well, some, yeah, exactly. uh, get somebody that can help because they're mm. dead last. Uh, it's not great. Okay, uh, Tess, you have a mini loser of the weekend you want to slip in? Yeah, it's tiny. George Niang of the Philadelphia 76ers, he's balling off the bench. He's doing a great job. Coming over from the Utah Jazz this offseason, he hits threes. He does his thing. But this comment from Joel Embiid, his new teammate, glorious. So, so funny. Joel Embiid said, I used to think he sucked, honestly. He told, he told <laughs> reporters that this weekend as Lauren Rosen transcribed it. He said about his new teammate who's balling, I used to think he sucked, honestly. Then he went on and, and said stuff like, obviously, he's doing way more than just shooting threes. He's a competitor. brings so much joy to all of us on and off the court. I'm just glad I have him. Uh, so I think sweet. that part might be even weirder. I don't know why. I'm just glad I have him. <laughs> just yeah, collecting he's a, a George Niang. Maybe he's his best bud. Yeah. Maybe all this, uh, you know, the, the roller coaster that is the Ben Simmons scenario, maybe George Niang's is Joel Embiid's best friend. And it's such a, a hate-love relationship because he used to say, I, I thought he sucked. But now I'm so glad I have him. So that was nice. That was nice. I mean, I call him a loser because Joel Embiid thought he sucked. And the Niang gang was probably all over Joel Embiid for that one. Mm. Uh, the Niang gang is relentless, as we know, fans of George Niang. But uh, the guy is doing <laughs> so, so well. He had, he had a big shot late in that game against the Bulls, even he though did. he had a struggle most of the game. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Bulls twice, obviously, sitting at 8-2. and two. The Philadelphia 76ers, what? The one seed in the Eastern Conference. That's right. 
good, good uh, weekend for the Sixers there. And yeah, that was a pretty funny quote there from Joel Embiid. We got to take one more break, but let's get this news in here. We have to address it. The Blazers announced early Saturday morning, if I have my timeline right, like late Friday night, super early Saturday morning, uh, just trying to maybe dump this news out there, that they have retained an outside law firm to, quote, conduct a full, fair, and independent review into alleged concerns about the workplace environment caused by President of Basketball Operations Neil O'Shea. Complaints include intimidation, profanity-laced tirades, and bullying. So we talked about the Sarver and Sons uh, investigation that the NBA is going to be doing last week. And now we have this one. This is uh, not an internal one, but the Blazers doing it themselves, Trey, to look into whatever uh, you know allegations that are being put upon Neil O'Shea and what's going on over there with the Blazers. Crazy. Yeah, crazy is exactly right. And I don't know, it just to me is more on the plate for the Portland Trailblazers. They've had a pretty rough go of it the past uh, six months, getting eliminated uh, in the playoffs against uh, the Nuggets when they didn't have their starting backcourt that looked bad. It seemed like Damian Lillard was going to be forcing his way out of Portland. Obviously, that didn't transpire, but they didn't do much over the offseason except for bringing in Chauncey Billups, which was a mark against Neil O'Shea over the summer. People were saying he should probably be fired after the way last season ended. That didn't happen. So now they've got this hanging over their head for however long. The question for me is, why is this coming out now? Uh, maybe it's just, you know, the, the timing of it is certainly weird. Throw it on a late Friday night, maybe an early Saturday morning. Hope people don't pay too much attention. But I don't know. Uh, Neil Walsh has had some minor success for the Portland Trail Blazers. You know, he's put together a decent squad around Damian Lillard. They went to a conference finals once upon a time. But uh, I don't know. They haven't gone quite as far as people would like. There's no doubt about it. And they keep running the same team back. So it'll be interesting to see how this actually plays out and what we hear from uh, the investigation outside of the Temper Boy stuff. Yeah. I would recommend... um Firing up The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get yourself a subscription if you haven't already. Uh, Jason Quick, who covers the Blazers task. I'm not sure if you had a chance to read that mm-hmm. over the weekend. I thought I had a really fascinating column on Neil O'Shea. Uh, and yeah, about how the temper that this guy does have on him uh, that's you know been illustrated multiple times. And I'm not saying that's enough to be canned, but this is where the investigation is going to look into whether he has crossed lines or not. Um, did you get a chance to read that, though? I did. Jason Quick yes. is is fantastic. Has been around the Blazers forever. I mean, it feels like we've been doing this a long time. Jason Quick's been writing about the Blazers and in those locker rooms and scrums for like twenty five years, I think. And and so, uh, yeah, that was a, a fascinating read about Neil O'Shea, who hasn't been there obviously that long. You know, closer mm-hmm. to a decade. And it's interesting, obviously, as Trey mentioned, up against Robert Sarver, owner versus a you know front office executive and Neil O'Shea. All of this evidence uh, against Robert Sarver and, and the working environment there, you know, over a 17-year period versus O'Shea, uh, you know, under a, a a decade without you know this the 70 different interviews that have come forward or uh, that have been uh, conducted in the Phoenix Suns investigation. Different scenarios. It's easy to lump them together because they're happening right now. But an investigation is always a smart way about going going about things. If there isn't anything to, you know, investigate, then there wouldn't be an investigation. I think that it's not uh, it's not just nothing. And everybody wants uh, a great place to work. So I find it I find it yeah interesting. Anyways, that uh, it's happening. So I'm uh, 
Uh, hopefully it wraps up quick and then they know what's going on. But the investigations, I guess, are ongoing in two different franchises right now. Yeah. Anything to add, Lily? Uh, just that uh, in that article, you know, Neil O'Shea basically acknowledges his temper is his biggest weakness. And so, you know, it leads to a lot of these, I think, uh, confrontational things. And, and, you know, that can lead to an aggressive, uncomfortable working environment. So uh, the fact that the owner has uh, employed an outside counsel to try to investigate it uh, is, is not good. But the fact as well that it's gotten it's taken this long if he's had this reputation tells me that perhaps they overlooked it for a while as well so i'm not sure i mean yeah. these things are just they're just ugly to read and uh and you hope that they uh get to a resolution as quickly as possible because you don't want to have to work in an environment like that where it's um you know very uncomfortable for everybody you uh you interviewed neil O'Shea at our summer league game right I did. When we called I... that summer league game a few years back uh, yes and uh honestly i felt it was tense. <laughs> uh, it was because... Sounds like um, it was a crazy day. Well, it was summer league, so that's usually the time, the best time to get any coach or GM, anybody, everyone's yeah, loose, everyone's having fun. Been in the pool fun. all morning having some Coronas. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but even then I felt he was... Uh, because he was basically the only person we could get as well. No one else would come on camera. And I felt that the he was... The only person ex- you could get, mate. Don't put that uh, on. Well, me. I was trying, man. I was trying I'm to get kidding, Joey I'm Crawford. Kidding. Joey Crawford wouldn't even come on. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, and I remember him coming sort of to the interview, and I was like, "Oh my god, he doesn't look happy right now that he has to do this." So uh, anyway, it was fine, but yeah. Well, I don't. Thanks really, for bringing that up. Well, he, you, he he came up and he's like this just dude in shorts broadcasting a game. Like, oh. like what the hell kind of. Uh, Amateur hour this is, man. I wouldn't be happy. Hey, it's summer league. Everyone was in, he was in shorts. I think we're, he was, we were actually... <laughs> he wasn't working. He's always working. You're at summer league. Of course you're working. That's why he's so stressed. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't remember oh. the interview at all, so, I mean... I don't remember what he said. I don't remember what you asked. Uh, it, was ju- it was just one of those, like, like you know, in the past where you've had... I'm just saying, I don't think that as a diss. Was- you know, when you've, when you've laughed and had some fun and stuff at Summer League like that, I, I was like, oh, this is, you know, I would have rather Joey Crawford. At least then you sort of ex- expected to be Holy a little shit, bit... Holy uh, shit, you know you're a bad interview when you say, I wish we had Joey Crawford inside. Uh, yeah. All right. Ooh, anyway. We can replay that. I know we're... Posting a lot of our classic videos on uh, No Dunks yeah, YouTube sort of channel. Classics, yeah. Yeah. Why not repost that interview? Sounds pretty classic. I've got it on my computer. It's the full broadcast of the Summer League game. It's about a gig. The files about wow. a gig. Wow. Blazer Spurs, right? Yeah. Right? Blazer Spurs. Yeah. Okay. I can uh, ship it on over to you, JD. You want to post that today? The Neil O'Shea interview. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> full game. Send it over. Send it over. Certified classic. Lee's Summer League interview with Neil O'Shea. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Oh, make sure to put tense in the YouTube description because <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be popping. It'll be popping yeah. right now. Probably capital, capital. Like this <laughs> yeah, yeah, <definitely. laughs> oh, like yeah, like the uh, the red faced uh, angry emoji. A couple of those. Yeah, a couple snorts. Wait, wait, man, clickbait. You're right. That's how we get to 50k, man. <laughs> Diabolical. Yeah, man. drop some likes right now. If we get a thousand likes on this video, we're gonna post the Neil O'Shea. <laughs> interview we're gonna bury him (laughs) put him over the top okay let's take our final break then we'll get to a very fun tweet of the night that i want to hear everybody in the stream team's responses to we got picking results and all that but uh tass what do you got man wouldn't you love to travel without the actual you know traveling part for example 
I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mac Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you say that again one more time? Name of the company? Audacity. <laughs> uh, it was like me com- saying commentary. again? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's yeah. commentary, but I don't know. Commentary, commentary. Come uh, over here and have yourself a frozen coffee. Um, to ask a lot of people on the stream team. You kept saying cheese pies. A lot of people confused. What's a cheese pie? Heaven on earth. (laughs) (laughs) It's a pie full of cheese. So it's like a meat pie, but with cheese. It's like a spinach pie, but with cheese. (laughs) Is it a cheese pizza? Yeah, it's like a cheese. Yeah, but it's it's on the inside. It's not on the top. Yeah, so it's more. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's not like a pizza. More like like it. It's like quiche meets Uh. meat pie meets um cheese a greek man i don't know i uh, like cheese yeah it's cheese with pastry like phyllo pastry wrapped around okay, it okay yeah serving so, frozen quiche like for sure yeah yeah is it savory or sweet 
It's savory, my friend. Andy B. All right. Andy B. Quiche almost, says Tomas Carnero. Yeah. What kind of cheese? Good question. Whatever you want. Usually feta, of course, is salty cheese. Okay. Okay, man. Uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Yes. Tweet of the night actually comes from somebody on Twitter, Treewy Kirby. Oh, I follow him. Treewy Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this uh, I, I believe uh, is a man. I guess it could be a woman. Um, retweeted something with "What would you do?" This is what this person was asking, and there was a photo attached that asks. Well, CG actually asks. After we had a basketball hoop installed on our driveway, our next-door neighbor said she'd let me know when her baby was sleeping so my children wouldn't play during her baby's nap. There are more than 50 kids on our block, and they play all over the neighborhood. How should I respond? So, Lee, mm. quite the, you know, dilemma here. What what would you do, as Tree Y Curb Y asks? <laughs> Well, look, there's 50 kids out there playing. I mean, you don't know what the baby's nap schedule is. Yeah, she's going to let you know. She's going to let you know. She's going to let you know, baby's sleeping, don't play. You have to say, you have to say listen, we're sorry, there's 50 kids out here, we're playing, you know. I mean, Got a tournament. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like, it, it's, it's, I mean, the baby doesn't need silence to sleep anyway. Turn <laughs> yeah. that white noise on, and uh, baby will sleep anyway. So right. you know, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's reasonable to say to fifty people like you guys have to wait till my baby's finished napping before you. How can many play. people? How many kids is reasonable? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's it's like again, those early napping schedules are all over the place anyway. So how are the kids supposed to know? You know, like mm, she's gonna come let, out every day. Yeah, but okay, what happens if baby's having a bad day sleeping anyway? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the so counter true. here. Yeah, okay, no, so. no, look, I just, I just think it's 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 very, very tough to say, can you 50 not play just in case my baby's going to be napping? Turn the white noise I on. I don't think she's asking all 50 kids. <laughs> she's asking specifically for your the neighbor, yeah. his kids, yeah. his or her kids. I don't think, it's not like, like a basketball bouncing is not like, you know, a leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, how many kids are having fun? They're playing. I mean, you know, play ball, man, play ball. Okay, so what are you saying? You're saying saying tough shit. Well, yeah, not like that, but I'm just no, saying. No, let me oh, see well, your baby. Like, I'd like to tell your baby to <laughs> yeah, its face. Just say, shit, well, we're, we're, you know, we, if we're playing, though, we're playing. I mean, you know, we can't sort of be expected to work around the baby's schedule. Sorry, I mean, there are things you can do to help that baby sleep, like put the white noise on. So, wow. okay. so okay. diplomatic. Yeah. JD, JD, Straight you- up fuck off from me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to buy a whistle, and I'm out there refing. I'm calling everything, man. Oh, everything. Calling everything. A lot of fouls. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You go to watch the quiet place. Get one of those boxes that uh, Emily Blunt has. She put her baby in it with an oxygen tank. If you're really that concerned, you know, like uh, you know, a little. Little mask, uh, okay. you know. Ever see that movie, Quiet Place? They right, put the yeah, baby I in this. What kind of box? Yeah. I've never seen the Quiet Place. You say a box? Oh yeah, very... Tassie, you gotta see it. It's great. Watch the Quiet Place two uh, last night or the oh. night before. Oh, so I haven't good. seen that one. So good. I'm happy. Oh, it's I, great. I'll get Danielle in on that because, um, you know, she is she is a little like this this storyteller here, this oh. tweeter. She doesn't like you know, people 
bouncing balls. It's happened before. Neighbors bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. Leaf blowers blowing, blowing, blowing. And she's yeah, extremely concerned about her child sleeping. Listen, you can't do anything about it. People got to live. You can't, you can't just, it's not, you can't just go out there and regulate, you know? Uh, you're not Warren G. This ain't the freak Nicks that's like rocking, rocking the house. You just, I say business hours, like, you know, eight to even extended seven. People can do whatever the hell they want. What's late? All right. I've had to get out. I've had to get out there and, and shake some fences, rattle some cages. Hey. Shut up. Shake some fences. <laughs> you know why I say shake some fences? Because I literally went over to a fence and I had to go over go over a guy's fence and say, shut this party down. Wow. Whoa, Young man. There's old, there's old man really? fence shaker coming back. <laughs> I was definitely nicer than that. I don't, I don't have the balls on me to say, shut it down. But I asked him. I said, hey, it's late. I got a child. Literally can hear your freaking uh, it was a halloween party Mm -hmm. so it was uh they were playing some michael jackson they're playing some thriller and they were dancing out there and it was it was giving my kids nightmares what what time was it 10 okay it's too late it's late too late for me okay but no it's early it's 11 tess 11 come on 11 11 is when you're calling yeah and you're the party pooper of your neighborhood holy Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. You might be getting an S U F U straight up. Fuck off. I guess that ends with an L. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it wasn't about me. It was. It was. Yeah, it's it's about my family. I got to do what I got to do to protect my family. (laughs) Okay. 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 From Thriller. (laughs) (laughs) From Vincent Price. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to turn on anything else. No more Thriller, kid. Um, well, try. Oh, and hey, hey, to be clear, oh, I see yeah. the stream too. I'm not saying f off to the baby. I'm saying f I off am. to the baby's mother. I mean, yeah. come on. I wouldn't say that to a. Baby. Do you think the, the baby might be embarrassed for all we know that a baby that would mom. be mortified that their mother is out there saying, uh, "Guys, just shut down this basketball game because my kid's trying to sleep." I mean, honestly, yeah, that that kid is going to be using that basketball hoop in. Three or four years. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, JD, because here's the response in Real Simple Magazine. <laughs> okay, here oh, we go. Oh, you have the actual magazine. Yeah, this was, uh, I've been doing some research for recipes here. Uh, so CG asked Catherine Newman for her advice, <laughs> and Catherine Newman responds, Someone has made a demand you have the right not to accommodate. So how can you maintain a cordial relationship with your neighbor without shutting down the kid's fun? Brainstorm with her. We had good luck with a white noise machine. Or is there a nap room on the other side of the house? Remember, your big kids were napping babies once. One day, her wee one will run around noisily with the pack. If there's a compassionate way to empathize, emphasize the commonality here, try that first. Okay. Uh, Trey, could wow. you just flip through that real quick? Is there cheese pie recipe on there? <laughs> oh, let's see if we got any cheese pies. Oh, they've got a great pull-apart bunt cake in here that looks tremendous. Look at these. Uh, look at this. Come on. Look at this. Buttery pull-apart rolls. Oh, yeah. That looks Ooh, nice, that right? That looks great. Yeah, I, I would have never think to put rolls in a bunt pan, but... Yeah, yeah that looks that does cake look good. But, okay, back, back to wow. the uh, response. I mean, I don't think that was great advice, if I'm being honest. Like... This woman with the baby is being anal about her baby sleeping. You don't think she's thought about a white noise machine or has looked at her house layout and wondered if she can put the baby somewhere else? Like, 
I don't know. To me, it's like you're just you're you're being annoying. You just want yeah. everything quiet, and we have a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. Sorry, that's not how it works. Here's a real estate agent. Move. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Come on. Yes. Come on. These are kids. They're playing basketball. It's and good get, for the baby to ah. sleep with some noise, right? That's right. Get used yes. to it. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it what is. they say. And get sick yeah. while you're at it. Kid, get sick. Develop an immune system. <laughs> bring over some... Tell their kid to bring over that dirty basketball and shove it in my baby's face, please. Mm. <laughs> right. I didn't realize, Trey, that you actually had that magazine that you had... Uh, Taking that photo. Uh-oh. I think he's going again. Oh, I think no. he's frozen. Kenzie, get off the internet. Jeez. Kenzie. Oh, wow. That's a great face. That great frozen face there that yeah, Trey's can, making. Can we I, go, to I, I, go to him solo. Uh, it does look good. Maybe it'll I, w- Hey. Ah, there he is. Okay. Whoa. Go ahead. Hey, uh, well, well, JD's still there. Are you still yeah. there? Hang on. Where are we? All right. Oh, he's gone. JD, look. Here's yeah, me man, and Neil man. together. Look. Look, you're saying that, you know, I'm dressed casually. We're dressed exactly the same there. Can you see that? I can see that. I was just giving you a hard time. Just teasing you, mate. Just That's why he's upset. You. He's like, this guy's dressed exactly like me. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're wearing the same <laughs> shorts. Is this guy mocking me? He, he's taking it to the max. Right. Just like Sorry, you. sorry. My neighbor just came over, said the baby was sleeping. I can't be screaming so loud while I'm over here. Oh, my goodness. This is... This is a fun Monday show. Pick them results. Crazy day. Friday night's game. Knicks, Bucks. Bucks were favored by five and a half. This is, of course, brought to you by BetMGM. It was looking good for Milwaukee and everybody that took them in our pick them. But uh, as we said, Knicks stormed back, bing-bonged them to death, got the victory. Tass, nice win, nice comeback. You're 4-1. Lee's first loss of the month. He's 4-1. And and, uh, Trey and I bringing up the rear here at 2-3, falling a few games behind you guys. Tonight's game, though, Tass, I know there's, uh, what, there's got to be like seven or eight games on? Where are we going? Yeah, it's a full sked. The interesting one to me is the Charlotte Hornets remaining in Los Angeles, back-to-back, lost to the Clippers last night, now playing the Lakers, so they didn't have to travel. The Lakers are at home as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams are 5-5. Five and five. It's going to be a high-scoring one. That's why I'm comfortable taking the Charlotte Hornets, as is Trey oh. Skeets and Lee. Laker bros. Lee, I think uh, his exact quote when we picked this was, uh, <laughs> Lakers, I guess. Yeah, yuck. Oh, yeah. I just right. looked at this. I was just like, I honestly have no idea which way this is going to yeah. go. Yeah. If Anthony Davis plays, I think it favors the Lakers. Who knows if he's playing or not. Uh, I think that's all home win. It's almost like the Lakers are just due for one of those, like, shake it off wins. But, uh, the Hornets are due for one as well, so who knows yeah, you, what's going to Lee was so disinterested in this game, he didn't even use an emoji. Ah, he actually couldn't. said, just I give couldn't. me the Lakers. What would I, should have just put, I should have just put the vomit emoji and just said, there you go, oh, whichever. Oh, yeah. that would have been good. Okay. Well, good luck to uh, both teams. I hope the Lakers win by three or more points. Because I could use a win. I mean, I'll admit, I'm not doing well here with these to start the season. I've already reached the point where I'm like going against my pick. Because I'm in so terrible at it. So I'm like, huh? I thought the Hornets like, no, no, don't. Just swerve. Swerve on my own picks. So that's where I'm at it. already. Not going to sign here uh, November 8th. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Send in your questions all week long. Nodunksattheathletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Nodunksinc. Or you can drop a comment below the vid. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash Nodunks. And like I said off the top, Christmas right around the corner. 
Go get your some No Dunks gear for you or your family members or friends. Go to nodunks.com for t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and shorts and all that good stuff. Oh, guys, what can I say? Crazy day. This has been a crazy <laughs> day, man. This has been what? This has maybe been the craziest day I've ever experienced. Uh, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if the Lakers win tonight, Lee called it a, quote, shake it off win. And I do believe Taylor Swift's banner is hanging in Staples Center. Mm. Oh, mm. the TV mm. broadcaster should take a shot of that. The producer should say, get a shot of that Taylor Swift banner. This is a shake it off opportunity for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's all I got to say. No real ending. Okay, see you later. Embrace the crazy day, people. You could stay ooh, every day. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.